Good evening. Tasting Thank you all for coming. We didn't have a half an inch of snow this Wednesday, so <laughs> we could have church. Ouch, that hurts. <laughs> that does hurt. And I was thinking, I had a discussion with a patient today about how we cancel school kind of a lot, you know, a lot more right. than we used to. I hate to, okay, I never thought I'd say when I was growing up <laughs> as much as I do, but I say it all the time now. And when I was growing up, we had to have several inches of snow before they would cancel school. I, does anybody else remember that? I. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was raised in Arkansas. So yeah. A couple yeah. of flakes. Cancel yeah. School. Oh yeah. <laughs> if it got 32 degrees, we're done. Yeah. Well, Stay I home. guess we're like Arkansas Be now, safe. but That's right. I'm glad we're here tonight. Um, so we have some kind of interesting, not so deep topics just for a change. Um, that is my number right there. If you have um, a question, a comment, you can text it in um, or raise your hand if you're not a text savvy type. Um, also, if you have ideas for topics in the future or you want to text in something that we call I'm just saying or take it or leave it if you've been here for a while, please do that. We, we love it. Um, so our first topic, and I love this because this was one of my I'm just saying topics. Um, but it, it's on doomsday, doomsday prepping. And what I said last year was um, doomsday preppers. You're only going to outlive the rest of us by 30 days. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do know we have a lot of preppers here. I have family members that are preppers. So I, I get that. I'm not personally a prepper because we're doing good to make it through one part, the beginning of the day to the end of the day right, right now that, in my life. That's the extent of your prepping that yeah we're I'm just trying i'm trying to survive until through like thursday that's right. that's where we're at but 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 preppers what do you think okay so essentially uh, this was sent in yesterday and and i am extremely appreciative um when you guys send us topics we do our best to to get to them uh depending on the volatility and and such of that nature i dare say we've done most of those that have been sent to us uh with that said um this is something, especially in the last five years, that has really gotten a lot of attention and, and thing of that nature. Now, j just a little joke aside here, um, it has really come to attention now, not so much the prepping, but immigration, if uh, Donald Trump is elected. Have, have you heard about that? All the people saying that they're going to move to Canada or wherever. And so, the, of course, you know how that goes. Now there are people saying they'll buy the plane ticket or move them. You know, people like uh, Rosie O'Donnell uh, and such. I, yeah, I'll, I'll chip in for that. <laughs> no, okay. So uh, <laughs> with that said, th this is my uh, contribution to this topic. First of all, I want to tell you what I've done so far because I am prepping. So you, you would consider yourself a prepper? I would consider myself a very, very poor prepper. Okay, uh, I can't hold a candle to those that have the reality shows and, and things of that nature. I have yet to buy uh, food that will last, you know, 24 years, so on and so forth. And I'm not knocking those that do, not, not at all. As much as for me, it hasn't worked out practically. Where would I put that? Okay, I'm living in someone else's home at this point. So, you know, knowing me, I'd get all that stuff and you guys would fire me and then where do I go with it? So, uh, and, and that hopefully that's a joke. Uh, nobody laughs, so I'm nervous. Now. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Uh, How good are you at prepping? Amen. <laughs> amen. What I've done is I have tried to learn 
some things that would be most helpful to me if bad times come. I garden extensively. Now, the last two summers I haven't been able to because of schedule and things of that nature. And the next two summers, very honestly, are sketchy. i got two kids graduating this summer. I've got a 25th wedding anniversary coming up next summer. Brother Ben's probably not going to get a lot of gardening done. With that said, I've got a lot of knowledge through the last 10 to 15 years of gardening. I have learned what it takes to do a, a purebred seed. I didn't know this. You can't raise a purebred a tomato plant, if you will, next to a, another type of tomato and expect to get a purebred the next generation. You've got to raise it in isolation. I didn't know that. Most folks don't know that. And so having seeds is not enough. You've got to have some knowledge to go along with that. Uh, so chickens. And not all, not all seed lines uh, will produce. The, right. the hybrid seeds don't Co- reproduce. Correct. Yeah, hybrid seeds are pretty much useless one, other than one generation. One generation, and generation and right. Um, and uh, n- n- now, th- <laughs> there's some caveats even to that. Um, I- I'm raising some hybrids, and I'm getting a, a reasonable, uh, good production out of them for the hot peppers and such. But, but still, sooner or later, the hybrid is not going to do as well as the purebred seed. I'm raising chickens. I, I that's can what the process- heritage line is, right? That, that's right. The, heritage, the heritage, heritage line. That's line right. I, I'm raising um, uh, yeah. heirloom. Correct. Yeah. That's another word. So heritage is more along the lines of animals. Heirloom is more along the lines of, of yeah, plants. Uh, I'm raising hogs with Brother Craig. I do my own processing. I hope to to butcher cows someday, so on and so forth. So these are all things that will make me useful, if you will, to a greater community if and when things really get bad. Along those lines, y'all want to... I can make syrup. Well, Gavin can make syrup. My husband has already said I've got no chance for survival. So (laughs) I already know I'm bringing nothing to the table. I really am not. So, And I'm okay with that. You know that's not true. You're a nurse. I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to uh, side with John on this one. If you don't have a little bit of a pot belly, you're not really serious about prepping. I mean, I could sip tea for three weeks and not eat a thing and be fine. You can live so, off the fat so of the land, as they I, say. I, That's I'm, right. I'm well prepped. Terry, you're not going to make it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. but Well, okay. I believe you should have... A plan. Everyone should have a plan if you're if there there was some kind of a power outage for a a couple weeks or you know, everybody should have that could happen. And it has happened in in like large cities like you know, New York electric in that half inch snow. (laughs) (laughs) We did that kept us out last week. No, I mean I've like and I always think out here in the country we're at a benefit where, you know, most a lot of people know how to fish, a lot of people know how to hunt, a lot of people could you know, Garden. honestly survive. Yep. But in these large cities where they're super populated, I I would imagine that any kind of situation would get critical would fast. Get yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so let's talk about that. What most people prepare for is like an invasion or something like that. When you see these people prepping for 90, 180 days, you've gone past the limit. If somebody invades and a military force is brought against us, at 21 days you are mobile or you are dead. Right, because you're not going to stand in the same place more than 21 days. Because where they will find it, you with us being this close to St. Louis, guess where they want to be, outside the city limits. They want to have freedom to move when they encamp. They don't, they're not going to they're not going to set up a bivouac in St. Louis. They're going to come out here this way. 
first, and then on top of that, you need enough water for 21 days, enough food for 21 days, and then you should be foraging, scavenging, and moving. You know, and, and know how yeah, to how forage to and scavenge. And one of my favorite sayings, you know, you get to the real hard part, so I, I got a couple at work, and they say, well, what kind of rifle do you have? I said, a Marlin 22. They're like, what? I said, yeah, Marlin 22. He says, why that? Kill squirrels, kill rabbits, kill deer. I said, and if I have to kill a person, then I upgrade. And they look at me like, whoa. I said, but you know, that's honestly true. You can't carry, I got a friend of mine who has 10,000 rounds of ammunition for one rifle. I said, how much can you carry at one time? He says, about 1,000. I said, then you're about 9,000 over. Yeah. So prepping, is, you know, the word to the extreme that these TV shows are. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. Have a gas mask if you really get to that point. You know, there again, when the gas comes. All right. Well, I'm thinking at that point, how bad do I want to survive this situation? Like, I hate to be, <laughs> I mean, I'm too, just being, I'm, I'm just being honest. Shoot me! <laughs> just go right. ahead. So. I'm fine. And, and that's, that's the next step for me. Or move to Oklahoma because there's nothing out there. <laughs> right. Well, and. Kevin Durant. I, the same joke about slap. Oklahoma as there is Nebraska. They're oh. 20 years behind in everything else, yes. so you got 20 oh. years yeah, in Oklahoma. Go hide in the cornfield. <laughs> well, we, we have Don't we tempt ha me. <laughs> we have to allow common sense to uh, rule, even in our prepping, because I agree with Jeff that if we're not talking about a, a Great Depression too, mm -hmm. if we're talking about a Great depression too then yes prep to no end so on and so forth because this nation went through almost 10 years of great depression and they survived uh, honestly very well uh, compared to some of the things that could be coming for us if we have another collapse uh, like everybody fears if you will I don't think it's going to be like 1920 to 1930. I don't believe you're going to be in a relatively safe environment just trying to get by and eat your next meal. I believe we're probably going to be closer to the bearing arms and protecting ourselves at all costs. Well, so when you get to that point, then you're back to the scavenging, moving, you know, and, and protecting yourself. So we don't know what's coming ultimately. And to over-prepare is to really waste time, money, and effort. Uh, so I think common sense has to come into play there. And faith, ult ultimately, we've got to realize is that it, is God not still in control? Even Amen. if 1920 still it hits again? Amen. Or if, God forbid, um, fill in the blank becomes the president? Uh, if, God forbid, Russia you know, overtakes us? God is in control. It may be our time to stand for Christ and, and go to heaven, whatever the case may be. But I, I believe that, that, for me, the most practical thing to do is to prepare myself that if I did have to get on the move, I know the difference between poison ivy and poke oh, salad. That's it. You know? Uh, uh, and again, I'm in trouble. Like, <laughs> <I> <laughs> John will help you. Wow. John will help you. And there again, Ben, that brings back to when you said that when the first depression, if you, if you go to the, to the depression part, part of it, like the Great Depression, that era was an agricultural country. We are Correct. not that anymore. Correct. And if you think about it, if you had a Great Depression fall right now and food became unobtainable in stores, where's the first people? Where's yeah, the they're going to come out here. The first place city people are going to have to take what we have. Yeah, and they're going to try to take so you, what you have. You know, you so bet. you have to defend it to a point, but there comes a point in time when you got to devalue, you know, if you have it all, who, somebody else is going to want to take it from you. 
Um, somebody texted in that Gavin raises dogs and we could eat them for a while. Ooh. It's a possibility, actually, I suppose. Actually, the number one survival food. You know what the number one, that any survivalist, you know, I don't know anybody know what the number this. one food is for survivalist? I don't want to hear this. Is it dogs? I'm going to gross you out. Canned cat food. Hmm. Plain and simple fact, it has every nutritional value that you can have. It's light, you can pack it, you can <clears> carry it. If you, if, if you get to that point, I'd... How about sardines? No, canned cat food. The United States Marine Corps now preaches canned cat food. And if you again, are and that's mode. where I'm like, do I want to survive this? Do I? Yeah. It's not bad. I'm going to ask yourself some serious <laughs> questions before you break into the canned cat food. I'm that's telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Tom like texts in, solution, be friend with Aaron Click, problem solved. Yeah, actually... <laughs> Not to let this get out, but that is part of my survival plan. <laughs> just Moving Aaron. in. They live by the river. We just need fire and water, now, you know. Yeah. Like, you know. So, so let's talk about it. Are, are we out of time? We have about five minutes. Okay. So, so and, and this is truest reality. I'm not going to go into names or anything, but, but these discussions have happened. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go so-and-so, and, and we're just going to kind of, you know, be a commune. And I, and they, amen. That, that's fine. I don't believe I have that freedom. Because, you know, there's going to be some people that cannot, cannot move, cannot yeah. get mobile and such of that nature. And until God releases me of my call here, this is my responsibility. So that's another reason for me to... Uh, now, now, you know, you can scavenge within a five-mile radius, you know, and such of that nature. But um, if, if things get super crazy, scary like that... I won't fault anyone for, for going and, and doing the commune thing and trying to protect theirs. I respect that. But each person will have to make their decision in that situation. And, and at this stage of the game, you know, my decision is to stay here till God says I'm free to, to run, whatever the case may bet, be. And wouldn't that, wouldn't that be the better point is instead of all the scavenging and stuff, which hey, I'm not against if it has to happen, but wouldn't it at that, if the point in time comes, that we rally around the church, you bet, and we come into God's house and what, and not necessarily barter for inheritance, but we bring it in. We bring in the harvest like we're supposed right. to. Well, see, because because you've got something I don't have. You got land. Yep. Okay. I've got, and I grow a lot of good weeds. Right. <laughs> I, I've got something. If we, if we look hard enough, you know, <laughs> that, that you don't yeah. have. Well, right now, I've got chickens that you don't yep. have. So we we barter. You That's know. It. Amen. Okay. All right. Um, so we'll take a break here and go over a few announcements. Um, biggest thing coming up is definitely the Easter Walk. Um, that is going to take place on the 18th through the 20th. We have two more work days on March 5th and March 12th. And then we have the full dress rehearsal is the 16th at 6 p.m. That's right here. The Iwana kids go out. Um, that's like the first big practice. Um, so plan on helping, plan on praying, plan on just... Um, being a part of that. And also, if you want to sign up to donate cookies or um, homemade, homemade kind of store items for during the program itself, uh, please do so. And, sorry. And also, Easter Sunday, which is the 27th, which is so early. When it it's is. in March, it's always like, I'm a, I hope it's like just the Easter walk and not like the snow walk like i hope it's not <laughs> freezing cold i know it's that has happened in the past but there is a rever a revised service schedule for easter sunday on the 27th so um be sure to be aware of that so now we have something we call i'm just saying where we just say something um just that's on your mind okay so here's my i'm just saying allergies are for real 
Are, are they already <laughs> kicking in? Oh like your seasonal allergies, are you there already? I am too. I'm there. I, I am so uh, high on nasal necks and Flonase and Allegra. I tell you what, I probably should be driving. <laughs> It's bad. I, you know, not to plug something, not that anybody's going to care what I say, but I think Flonase is like a miracle medicine. Like, my, <laughs> I got seasonal allergies just like my dad. It is so bad. And that Flonase was like, whew, yeah. best thing ever. Well, I do the... And it's I over have, the counter now. Amen. <laughs> I have to do one in the morning and one in the evening type deal. But I... I you can't know this unless I tell you. My, my two brothers had the whole allergy things where when they were 8, 9, 10 years old, they had to go and get pricked with all those things on their mm -hmm. back, you know. Never did any of that. Never had any allergies. Just figured I was, you know, blessed by the Lord. And about 10 years ago, you know, I went into the doctor, just, you know, uh, figured I had a bad cold, strep throat, whatever. He says, you got allergies. I'm like, uh, you got allergies. <laughs> what do I do for that? He wrote me out all these scripts, you know. <clears throat> so. There you go. That's my, I'm just saying. Allergies is really good for the clinic, so I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to this allergy season. <laughs> dogs have allergies, too. Yeah, yes, they do. I yeah. actually didn't know that. Yeah, dogs and cats. Like about $90 later, but I'm just saying. Go ahead. Like $150 <laughs> later. <laughs> if it's a good allergy, it's $150. Uh, I always try to, just reading some articles, um, and try to find something that's in the news that's interesting. And, and I, I, it's just been revealed that the, I, at least I've just heard about it, that the, when a pilot goes down overseas, a U.S. pilot went over, down overseas in Vietnam, some of you guys are probably going to know this more than I did, they had this little locator device that was in the form of a dog pile. You, you, anybody, anybody else heard of it? So when a pilot went down, they'd have this little dog pile that they would throw out and it would be a beacon. So any any enemy that came along would be right, you know, not, not pick it up and investigate it. So I was just thinking, you know, that's some real good American ingenuity right there. Yeah. Now all of our enemies know that we do that. They're going to have to check every pile. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Oh, how do you follow that one? Oh, man. Dad joke. <laughs> that was a dad joke. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can follow anything up on one that. More. <laughs> one more. You are to be checking the dope poops today. <laughs> what a nice. job. Sorry, that was it's a good thing we're yeah. getting into bigotry here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You got it. I'm just saying, Jeff. I'm just saying. It was tough Tuesday. That, go ahead. And that, that's my take it or leave it. You know, it's, things I thought I'd man, say. I just, when a fly fisherman gets the urge, I'm just saying, he's got to go. Got to go. He's got to go. Oh. Did you get to I, go? No. Yesterday I you was my Super day Tuesday. Of, no, no yesterday was open day of trout season. I thought it was Super was Tuesday, too. I yeah, March 1st. It is a Super Tuesday. March 1st. March open 1st, day of trout season. It is Super Tuesday. <laughs> 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 my bad. Almost a high holy day. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, controlling my tongue is never a problem. It's my face that needs control. <laughs> <laughs> and that is true. I'm just saying. That's funny. Might as well admit it to you guys because that's just the truth. All right. Um, oh, somebody said eating local honey helps overcome allergies. Yes, I've heard that, and yes, we does. have started doing that, too. Denise um, said that one time I had the worst al allergic reaction she ever had. One teaspoon and out for about all two hours right. trying to... <laughs> kind of like the whole flu shot thing. <laughs> My pastor said, I quit taking flu shots because, doggone it, it worked every time. Every Give time me the I took flu the every flu time shot, I got it. the flu. Yeah, that's <laughs> effective. All right, round two. I thought this was going to be a little bit easier, but um, this yeah, is. You were saying I easy didn't. Topics, I know. I, mean. I was about to say I didn't make up these topics, so you can text your problems to Ben on this one, please. <laughs> like save these texts for him. 
Um, the topic is, what is real bigotry? So. A uh, non-politically correct definition, to be exact. Right, right. So, because we're, we hear that every day. CNN, MSNBC, we hear it every day. Bigotry, bigotry. They're, they're racist. That's the, really the new word to replace it. Or haters. That's haters, yeah, that, all that jazz. So, I, I wanted to, in our safe place, if you will, talk about that. Because I, I do believe that bigotry is a, a, an extreme, huge problem. I also happen to believe that most of the people that are calling other people bigots are bigoted themselves. It's my humble opinion. And so, uh, y'all heard me uh, talk and brag about uh, 1828 Webster Dictionary. Now, wh why is that important? Because in 1828, the United States was still pretty much grounded. Uh, they were seeking the Word of God uh, for their rule of faith and practice on a large level. Uh, they have not. They, they had not bought into uh, political correctness and things of that nature. And certainly, as a nation, they had not turned "In God We Trust" into a convenient statement whenever there was a tornado or an earthquake. In other words, it was twenty-four-seven. In God we trust. With that said, um, this is what Webster says is bigotry. Obstinate or blind attachment to a particular creed or to certain tenets. Unreasonable zeal or warmth in favor of a party, sect, or opinion. Excessive prejudice. And then the word bigoted means illiberal towards the opinions of others. In other words, intolerant of the opinions of others. Now, you've, for the last 10 years, you've heard this phrase, we need to be tolerant. We need to be tolerant. Problem is, is, is that those same people do not practice that towards Christianity, which is not intolerant of other beliefs as much as we, we give our opinion of it and then we practice the Word of God, which says, love your enemies. Christianity is the only sect, if you will, S-E-C-T, that embraces their enemies. Everybody else, either the Muslims, they kill them. The liberals, they crucify them on the public stage as far as uh, beat them up. You know, they, 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 what, what word am I looking for? Uh, they... Uh, they shame them into silence. Character assassination. Character assassination. That's what I was looking for. And so uh, bigotry is the belief that an unchangeable makes someone undesirable. When I was in the South, and I have literally had people argue with me on this, but they were not raised in the South like I was. In the South, in 1970, if you were black and I was white, I was taught, I was trained, not by my parents, but by my culture, to question you because of your skin color. That's bigotry. And when I surrendered to preach in 1985, the Holy Spirit said, you can, no, you can go no longer or no further in your Christian walk until you accept every man, woman, boy, and girl, as your potential brother and sister in Christ. And, and I had to say no to bigotry at that stage of the game. And by God's grace, I have fought it ever since. Uh, I, I want you to hear what the ten unchangeables are. 
parents, physical features, gender, brothers, brothers and sisters, birth order, <clears throat> ethnicity, place of origin, time and history, mental capacity, <coughs> aging and time of death. Now, some of those, most folks aren't going to be bigoted towards someone. They're not going to be bigoted towards someone because they're aging and their time of death as a general rule. But, but you know, your, your parents, we have people that look at kids of Christian parents and they just assume that they've been brainwashed and they, they have been improperly brainwashed. But you look at a kid raised by liberal, let's just say a professor at a college, oh, that kid's had it, you know, that kid's going to go places, you know, and things of that nature. That's bigotry, in my humble opinion. There you go. In, in my experience in life, the first person to see skin color is usually the racist. And, and the more you talk about skin color, the more likely you are to sound like a racist, whether you are or not. So, you know, you try, try not to notice that. Try to notice them as a person and, and what they contribute or what, you know, what, what they can, uh, how you can become friends or develop a relationship with them regardless of skin color. So usually the first person to see skin color is, or pointed out, is the person who is advancing racism. And the same thing with hate. First person to see hate is usually the one that's hating. Um, I just read a post today about a guy just talking about how much the right is a hater. The, the right side, their, um, their views are hateful. And I was like, sounds like you hate the right. <laughs> you know? you're, you're sounding like a hater yourself. Um, so, so usually the people that mention it first uh, are, to me, seem like the ones that are guilty of it. And uh, the definition I got from Google was a person who strongly and um, sometimes unfairly dislikes other people, ideas, or religious religions. I mean, uh, sounds like the, the other side to me. I mean, it sounds like the, the, the left is, in, is the one that they have a strong position that they, and they dislike uh, other people, ideas, or, or religions. And so it's often the people that are crying bigot that are, that are the bigot. And, that, and that's really, honestly, what, what, what I wanted to use this you know, time for. Now, with that said, uh, there's, there's room for debate. There's room for debate. Uh, one text has referred to the, the Black Lives Matter uh, protest and, and such. I believe that we need to lovingly engage those folks because I don't know if you've been exposed to the, uh, what happened with Facebook and uh, the, the owner, Mark Zuckerberg. 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 Yeah. Uh, they have a wall at their place of employment and someone had wrote Black Lives Matter. Another employee came and erased black and put all. Well, that angered Mr. Zuckerberg, and he asked his employees to understand, and this is his opinion, I assume, that he does not believe that Black Lives Matter protest is trying to say that Black Lives Matter above others as much as they're trying to bring awareness to their struggle. Well, very honestly, that's the first good explanation that I've ever heard of the protest. And I, I can handle that. Let's sit down and talk about that. 
Because very honestly, as a white man, I would love to talk to any person of color that is struggling with feeling like they are being felt, made to feel inferior. I would like to talk to them about the whole spectrum. Because this is my biggest argument for, number one, why I believe that all people of color should feel accepted in our nation is because who who started the civil war a white man a white man abraham lincoln who fought the civil war white men white men whose blood was spilt for these races to have freedom white men so now with that said please hear me i'm not asking for these people of color to, you know, bow. I'm not asking for that. I, I'm, I'm asking for them to understand that we have skin in the game. I want Martin Luther King said it better than anybody has ever said it. And his dream has now become our dream. I long for a day in the United States and America that a man's Uh, ability will be judged on the content of his character and not the color of his skin. If we can get back to that, then we'll all be happy. I mean, I mean it. And we will no longer uh, hire people based on their skin color. We'll hire them based upon their ability and the content of their character. We'll no longer accuse people uh, because of their skin color. We'll accuse them because of the content of their character. So on and so forth. So there you go. Got nothing to add to that. Got on Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Ping. Well, I'm going to take this in a different direction. A very wise man told me that a long time ago that if you that if you are not a big if you are not bigoted in some way, if you say you are not bigoted in some way, then you also can call yourself a liar. Sure. Because every man has something that to he is. To some level, you and if you And I, separ- I, have, I have always separated bigotry and racism. Right. Because what to me, racism is you, because I am, I am definitely a bigot against atheists. Don't like them. Don't, don't, not them. I don't like their belief, their creed. Right. I don't like their belief. I have a problem with people who say God isn't real. So I have a bigoted view on what they believe. The person itself. But see, that, 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 see racism, when you break it down, it, it's, a person being categorized. Bigotry is you disagree with the creed or the belief of somebody. To me. I may be interpreting that completely wrong. That's sure. why I've always interpreted no, it. It's, Bigotry it's is when you have is when your idea Well but once again, atheism is not an unchangeable. No, but atheism is a choice. Yes. And I disagree with them, but I'm not gonna not feed them if they come up to my door hungry. And that's that's not what I'm saying, but what right. I'm saying is with the creed, the idea. Sure. The idea it, Bigotry, when you come to bigotry, Ben, or I come to it, and I look at bigotry, I don't put race in there because of the plans of effect. Racism is just a discolor, a, a judgment on skin color of a human being. Bigotry is usually, for me, is for idea, ideas. You know, you can, you can argue to your blue in the face with, to tell me that the St. Louis Blues are the best hockey team in the world. That, not, this is a loose idea, but, you know, okay, I'm going to say yes, but to another person, their idea is different. We, we will agree to disagree, but... I get to the point that if I go over the line and say, no, you are completely wrong, you're completely out of order, you know, I don't care what you say, you're wrong. Sure. You're not open-minded. Then, then your bigotry kicks in because sure. you're, you're, sure. not, you're not willing to 
right. acknowledge the other side. Right. And that's where it comes when it says a zealot, when you are to the point where you will not acknowledge the other side. If somebody tells you that, that the Baptist church is, is, there's another religion that truly believes that they are the only ones that are going to go to heaven. Sure. They will not bury their dead with, un, with people of another faith. They separate them all the way through. That is a bigoted idea to say that not every man is, that, that just because of a church affiliation, sure. you're not going to warrant that other people are going to go to heaven with you. And I invited a bunch of them to come to the walk. <laughs> good, good. Well, and that's just it, is that as Christians, we, we it, I agree with you that there's, we're going to have struggles. Yes. We're going to have struggles. But as Christians, we have to defeat those struggles that's and it. crucify those struggles. Amen. Uh, because bias we, is the, the, yeah. the thing I would call it. I, yeah. Everybody has a bias, and if somebody says that they don't have a bias, they're they're yeah. not being honest they're with biased. themselves. Thank yeah. you. That's a better yeah. word. They're biased. Yeah. That is a better word than yeah. what I use. Bigotry. I was in a discussion online with some lady who we were debating whether unborn children can feel pain. I don't want to get into that here, but she would present a source, and I would present a source, and then she would proceed to say this is a frothing at the mouth. Pro-lifers. What every every it was frothing at the mouth. Pro-lifer. Was like, what what are your sources? And mine were credible sources. Yeah. So you're saying your sources are are correct because they agree with you. That reveals your bias. Right. So if it because it agrees with you, it's right. So anyway, everybody has a bias. If you're not admitting that, you're you're being dishonest. Amen. Yeah. All right. Deep into the pool. <laughs> You've been awful quiet, Ter. Well, it's. Must be a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. Quite the opposite. I guess it just makes me so uncomfortable. It's, it's, maybe it's, I don't know. It's so hard to talk about. And even at work when we talk about things that have happened recently because race and racism and, you know, if you want to say bigotry or whatever, it's so like a hot topic. And it's almost like to the point where you really, you can't say anything without being accused of being a racist. And right. it's like you I don't know. It's 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 such a boiling point right. in our nation and in our very close community. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just hard to talk about, and it's almost like I'd rather say nothing at all so, you know, than so to say something and yeah. sound. And the, the antidote is just to love everybody. Yeah. That's yeah. the antidote. Amen. Just be proactive because and loving Because when you're saying that, somebody. I was like, all lives do matter, though. The, yeah. the, the, well, there's no doubt, and 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 that's that's the conversation that we need to be willing to have w with these people. Is is that um, you know, if if we all believe that all lives matter, then all colors are going to be taken care of. Uh, but I believe that the folks that, if you will, are pushing that side, they need to be listened to. We, they deserve a hearing. Uh, now, if they will not listen to truth and fact, th then that's <laughs> that's when you're dealing with bigotry. You know, this is the greatest uh, problem, if you will. With, with bigotry or racism, and that is is that they're using this as a, as a way to silence everyone else. Well, if you don't agree with me, then you're obviously a racist. <laughs> and the, it's and called the, shut up and you, and you don't want to be a racist, so you shut up. But then truth is covered up, fact is covered up, so on and so forth. Yeah, uh, Andrew Clavin has this uh, thing he does on the Internet. It's called shut upery, engaging in shut upery. You're, you're obviously a, a racist if you disagree right. with me. You're obviously right. a bigot if you disagree with me. So shut up. <laughs> there you go. 
I guess I've fallen right into that then. <laughs> it's like a discussion I almost refuse to have. Or even, you know, now that my kids are getting older and they're learning things that happened in our nation's history and um, and how wrong a lot of it is, there right. has been plenty of wrong. And I guess I just have said to them, well, boys, I am not accountable for what happened in the past. I'm not. And all I can say Can't is do anything about it. what would I have done if it were me? I, I'm not accountable for what happened before me but I'm accountable for, for what I do and what I believe now and what I'm teaching you guys. So, yeah, it's, it's just... Well, and I'll tell anybody, I, when I, my first and only uh, high school ring, this is my dad's college uh, graduation ring, had a Dixie flag in it. It did. I, I, I was a card-toting uh, bigot. I was. In two short years, I went from that to telling people, that if the Civil War were happening right now, I would fight on the North's side. I would, because doing to others is you would have them doing to you. I'm sorry, I don't want anybody enslaving me. And if someone does enslave me, I want somebody to help me. And so I would fight for my black brothers and sisters to be free. I would. And, and so, you know, I, I don't know what else to do, you know, beyond that, because I believe that's the right thing to do. All right. So we'll take a break again. Um, it got awful quiet. It here. did, yeah, it did. Um, well, this was supposed to be a light. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. She started out saying lights. I'll give you a side note on that. I when I was in wrong. high school up in Webster, I was sitting there and I took a, I took, I'm, I'm a history nut. You guys know okay. that. And I took an uh, African American history class. There you go. And I showed up and I was the only white person in it, <laughs> of course. And the third day, the teacher looks at me and he goes. Your ancestry enslaved us. I said, sir, my grandfather came over from Ireland, Ireland in 1911. I think the slavery part was over at that point in time. Right. I said, in fact, my grandfather came over, came over as an indentured servant. Right. He, he had to pay, he paid, somebody paid him to come here, and he had to work for seven years to pay off the indenturement as a plasterer. And then by the end of that, he started his own plastering company. I said, but he came over here as an indentured servant in 1911 and fought and the fault and the, the reason he got his U.S. citizenship is because he fought in World War One, mm. and that's how he got his U.S. citizenship was fight because he still had his green card when uh, when that happened. Mm. And when, at that time, World War, if you fought on the American side, you're, when you came back, your citizenship was guaranteed. Cool. And I said, I said, so don't blame me. Yeah. I said, and I can't. I said because if I'm going to blame anybody, the English are what caused my problem. And he kind of <laughs> looked at me like what? <laughs> and he, then the whole see, debate started. See what, how deep you can just keep. Throwing, yep, you can keep putting that. layers on. Yeah, because Ireland is not exactly a. You know, we don't like the English. It's they a stinking soccer and they, everything say. else. They <laughs> and their food is terrible. All it is is bland. <laughs> kidney, kidney pie. Well, you know, I remember joking about, you know, we talk about, I guess, wealth and, you know, old money and the, the layers. A long time ago, when Titanic was like, they had a big exhibition that traveled. And we went to the Science Center for the Titanic exhibition, and it was really this thing where they'd give you a card, and you would say, you know, see like, if you lived or not. You made oh it. yeah. And yeah. I can remember, you know, I was like all of 20 years old. We're driving in, and we're talking about where we'd be on the ship. And I was like, listen, guys, we all know I'd be in steerage. Okay, I'm not going to make it off the ship. And you know, and that's how I feel. Like I'm not from a wealthy family. If right. I lived back then, I would. I mean, yeah, scraping by, I wouldn't have. I don't know where I was going with that other than to say I've not been given any special privilege. My grandfather was a true Irishman. He made a million-dollar company back in the 40s and drank it all the way. <laughs> I'm a true Irishman. <laughs> and he, he down and I drank it all the way. But, you wow. know, it's one of those things. 
In fact, actually, he used to use me to get free beer because I used to have a beautiful voice as a young man. He took me in the bar and I'd sing and he'd drink. Huh. That's what my grandson, how my grandfather got his Saturday beer. Sounds Irish. He's very. <laughs> in a Baptist church, it'll really get quiet now. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Hey, I wasn't a Baptist some, until 37 years old. Serious bigotry here about drinking. Bro. Yeah, I remember I was, down, I was a downright heathen until my early 30s. <laughs> I love and it. live to tell. All right. Um, upcoming events, uh, something to look forward to outside of winter in the month of March, which seems to take forever, doesn't it? Um, we have Vacation Bible School to look forward to. That is the first week of June, June 5th through the 9th. And then um, our summer camp will be July 17th through the 23rd. So start making plans for that. Start praying for that. Um, and just to put you on the spot and ask a question, for the summer, will we be doing any summer programs? Yes, or, yes, yes, yes. Or coming um, to an infomercial near Is Brad you? here? He's back there. Brad, we got a new name, don't we? Yeah, uh, it's BLT or Bethel Learning Together. Oh, I was getting all excited. Bacon, Bethel, Bethel, yes. <laughs> well, somebody's going to teach BLTs. With heritage tomatoes, or is it heirloom? I don't know which it is. <laughs> it's tomatoes. Oh, okay. Just but the tomatoes. bacon is heritage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, seriously, Brad, I'm thinking about, for four Sundays in a row, have people put their name in a hat that they like BLTs, just the people that like BLTs. We're going to draw a name at each service and have a BLT made. And they're going to get to go to a room and eat that BLT and give us an opinion of, of what they thought was on it and how they liked it and such. And after the four weeks, we're going to explain how those BLTs were different and, and explain that if you like BLTs, you could, be a, you could do a summer class on how to make the most awesome BLT ever and I guarantee you, people would come. It's, it's just that simple to do a summer class. Who doesn't like BLT? That's it. That's the point. We can if you don't like BLT, if you don't like BLTs, friendships that oh, way. Oh, Brad doesn't like BLTs. <laughs> oh, 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 Rob doesn't like We can't like. lose our sound, man. What? Oh, never mind. I spoke too soon. We, that needs to be a topic. How about just a BL, no T? <laughs> see, see, that needs Hold to be the a topic. There's got to be some, um, there's gotta be some I started problems there. <laughs> So that makes my summer program sound really. Yep. I, I still want to do the couch to 5K. I was thinking about it this I morning. Like it. So that's like going to be my thing. Coming to be ready, get your running shoes bought so and paid for. We're if you start can think April. of a hobby that you can turn into a four to six week class, talk to Brother Brad. That's our BLT. It's our summer program. We Terry do not have a, Wednesday night church this summer. Terry has a cardiac experience too for, yeah. for, for the people for that are going to need it. <laughs> couch to 5K. I can get from the couch to the fridge. Couch to grave. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You're going to be fine. Um, so we've started doing this thing where um, things I never thought I'd say. So, I mean, I think. Well, I've I, got both. I've got a take it or leave it, and um, I've got a things I thought I'd never say. I only have a take it or leave it. So. Well, let's hear it. Oh. Well, you've said that you're glad we don't have a church sign out front. Yeah. Well, I found a few church signs that people have posted, and if you – had a church sign would you you know take this or leave it okay um this has a a roman catholic church but on their sign it said we're still open between christmas and easter <laughs> oh baby yeah, I like that one. Um, no i would no. not do okay. that okay or here's this one adam and eve the first people to not read the apple terms and conditions <laughs> oh i like that i do i like that take that and then i found something else and and we don't do lent but it was just it made my dad laugh, so I figured it can't be that bad. 
Um, but it said, I'm giving up drinking for Lent, and I'm giving up Lent for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> there you go. I like, I like that one. I like that. That would go back to your early 30s. Yes, that's right. Um, and so, oh boy, Tom. He said, offer a free Bethel burial plot if you die during the 5K. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tom, that's just wrong. Guaranteed that to take care wrong. of it. That's yeah, wrong. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm getting the idea that I just need to, to let this dream die to do the count <laughs> yeah, yeah, the 5K. No, Better the it. dream than me. Yeah. <laughs> Better you. Okay, so take it or leave it. Sanders, Clinton, or Trump will epitomize the cliche that we do not always get the president we need. Sometimes we get the president we deserve. That's just my humble opinion. Uh, things I thought I would never say, I didn't go trout fishing on opening day. Oh. In 18 years, I thought I'd never say that. Yep. This is the first one that I'm that I, pretty sure I voluntarily. I've had other times that I just something come up, but voluntarily I didn't go. Now, have I not been paying attention? Don't you usually do a men's fishing trip this when it's, it's like coming freezing up April, cold? April. It's coming up yeah. April 28th, actually raining. I mean, the, it was bad enough that on one of the best times ever in this church, where's Mandy at? She can testify to this. Jeff Watson and I came down that aisle in waders, fishing vests, our nets on us, stringers banging. We walked right up to Ben and he never saw us. He looked right over the top of us, and I'm over this dying man. He goes, boy, you cannot hold a secret in while I said, I can't believe you missed it. Not so much. I love trout fishing. Oh, my goodness. We showed up on Sunday. And yeah, because opening that's, that's the opening <laughs> days, days I've missed yep, or is Sundays. The on Sundays. Uh, but, but I've never missed one through the week or on a Saturday. Uh, I, I just love it. Mark Tiaz got us doing it years and years yep. ago, and, and it's, it's good fun. There's nothing like being out there and you've got ice on your eyelets on your thing and you have to bang your pole before you can cast it. That is so cool. That sounds miserable. I'm just going to be honest. That's one of those beautiful things. We were there and and I was in my waders and all my warm stuff and there's this lady, no lie, in shorts and she's standing in the river opening day. Could not believe it. To fish? Did she have her wits about her? Are you sure she didn't need (laughs) help? She may have been Irish. Tara, (laughs) Tara, just just think about this. She was in antifreeze on board. Tara, you're sitting in in a river with you and about 30,000 of your closest friends. Because that's shoulder to shoulder. Oh, it's shoulder (laughs) to shoulder. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I fished by uh, Jay Nixon three years ago. That many people trout fish? Oh, yeah. No idea. I never. I don't have a hobby. I've got kids and a full time job. I have no hobby. Well, five k doesn't involve laundry. <laughs> I honestly, honestly, opening days. I've since I've been. I'm 56 since I've been five years old. I've probably missed 10. Wow, that's pretty we good. We do. I every year. If you guys do, if you're interested in our uh, fishing trip, April 28th, 29th, 30th, talk to Brother Jeff Watson or this Jeff or Bob Rapole. We need to get it in the bulletin. It it is going to be in the bulletin right. this week. Gavin, I got nothing. Wow. You guys didn't laugh at my... Slackered. My dog poo beacon thing. Yeah, I'm sorry, Gavin. You're going to have to explain that to me to the next boil. I I still don't have a clue as to what you were getting at. You almost have to look at their article, and it shows a little poo that's a beacon. Yeah, he maybe should have put something up on the screen for us to interpret. Yeah, it's church. So we better... All right, so... Things that I never thought I'd say. Yes, Yes, you may marry my daughter. And then be happy about Ooh. it. And I am. Aww. Good. He's a good young man. Good, I got good, a good, good. one. That's coming up. I yep. feel for you, brother. June 6th? 5th. June 5th. Sunday. I'll, I'll miss it if <laughs> It's a Sunday. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. So invited? for our final topic, and I like this one, surviving vacations. This is practical advice and nightmare experiences with the old family vacation. Well, let's just get a raise of hands, or amens or omis, of people that, 
your vacation was less than an escape because... Or you needed an escape. Or you needed an escape from the vacation. (laughs) Yes. Because the devil got involved and mom and dad got into it or the kids got into it or mom and the kids or dad and the kids. Anybody? Am I the only one? All right. Oh, no. Every year with my family. So... I just come home from vacation exhausted, just tired. Like, we're driving home like, oh, my gosh, we need to go somewhere without the kids. You need a vacation after the vacation. Amen. About 10 years into our vacation experience, we went as a church uh, to a Gary Smalley conference in uh, St. Louis. And that is where we heard, my wife and I heard the statement, speak your expectations. And they said specifically, Before you go on a vacation and before you do anything as a family, speak your expectations and figure out how can you make those expectations happen or realize that they're unrealistic and toss them. And that way, before you ever get in the car to go on your vacation, you and mom or you and dad both know we're going to do this because this is an expectation that she has expressed or this is an expectation that he has expressed. And then the other advice I'd give you, and, and guys, I've learned this the hard way. Put your, put the, I'm sorry, put their needs before yours. Amen. And rush to an apology. Run to an apology. As soon as something happens, realize it, confess it to God, and then get it right with mom and the kids. Otherwise, you're, you're going to struggle through your vacations. But if you'll speak your expectations, that will do a lot. I'm really big now into this whole phrase of deflate the balloon. As you let anxiety and problems and issues, that balloon gets this big. And you've got to deflate the balloon. And speaking expectations deflates it. Apologizing for when you blew it deflates it. And uh, what was the other one? Putting their needs before yours. I'm going to tell you the truth. About four or five vacations ago, I don't even have expectations anymore. If mom and the kids are happy, I'm thrilled. But I heard, I learned that from you, actually. And this last year, we took the kids to the Smoky Mountains. And we did that where we sat, we sat down and talked about what These we wanted to do. the possibilities. And uh, what we wanted to do, and, you know, Johnny and I said, you know, these last few years, we've just gone 90 to nothing. We've just blown through money, and mm-hmm. we were just coming home exhausted. And we're like, we just want to rest a little. And we asked the kids, what do you most want to do on the vacation? And, uh, you know, I want to ride go-karts. I want to play miniature golf. And I was like, I want to hike. And Johnny's like, I just want to see a bear. <laughs> and, I mean, that was it. He's like, for real, the only thing he wanted. You can wanted, do that at the zoo. I know, right? <laughs> or you can do what you're not supposed to do and bait it, and then you definitely <laughs> yeah. see bears. They'll even come right up on your That's deck. That's when a BLT right will come in handy in the yeah. woods. Yeah. That, that will happen. <laughs> but we had the best vacation. Oh, and I drove. That was the other thing. I was like, why don't you let me drive? You get road rage? I do not. And I'm an awesome driver. <laughs> what? So, now, see, road well, rage is, is, John. It no, helps me release endorphins. Tell me, it's really <laughs> tell me how quickly that builds anxiety on your family vacation. Is the, the man, balloon gets is the man losing it on the highway. So I was You're like, not going to do that to me today, buddy. I, know, I was like, I'll just drive. I'm fine. That kind of hurts, Tara. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, the does. truth does hurt. Yes, it does. It does. But, uh, but uh, I like that. Uh, I'm a big fan of you take a family vacation. Whatever you can do, whatever you can afford. I love, make it happen. love, love with a capital L that this church is doing the um, the trip to the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Like, that is so huge. That That will be great. I mean, just things like that. 
I just think you should do a family vacation, whatever that can be, or it's expensive or not as expensive. Amen. I'm not a big vacation person. I grew up with them every year, and my dad would actually find work down in Arkansas or southern Missouri, and we'd go to Table Rock for three months. When I grew up, I don't know why I followed the routine, but my vacations are always based on fun. Leah, what was the best vacation we ever took when I drove you down to North Carolina for a... So I drove him into a hurricane. <laughs> oh my God. I took category two hurricane. I took my kids and pitched them in the ocean. <laughs> Whoop, swim. Uh, and faces prices. We're not in the 20 hour road trip where he's like, we don't have time to stop, we're going to miss it. Yes, we're going to miss the hurricane. So I hit the hurricane category two. Oh I grabbed them both and just swim and see some. Right, the waves are breaking about six foot. I took both my kids and go, swim. Boom, pitched them in the ocean. One question, was DFS not started at this point? <laughs> I cannot believe she just said that. I love oh, it. man. Well, now, along those lines, I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Gavin knows this. At any graduation, the poor kid, and if this is your kid, I'm not trying to be mean, okay? The poor kid that wins the perfect attendance, I just want to go up and give that kid a hug because that kid has a loser dad. And no life. I mean, a loser dad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rob. Hey, Rob, I'm so sorry. Rob, I'm sorry. I'll give you a hug. I'll give you a hug when this is done. I'm telling you. We got really healthy kids. They never miss. Every kid needs to know the joy of skipping. I, you know, uh, and I, I come from the lineage, if you will, that my brother went to, uh, what's that guy's, uh, the, 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 the motivational speaker? Oh, yeah. Zig Ziglar. Uh. And he went to how to win and influence people. And I think that's actually another motivational speaker. But anyway, uh, they, yeah, they told him that he could miss up to three classes. So he immediately pulls out his calendar, and he picks the three classes that he's going to skip. <laughs> and my aunt's like, what, what, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to skip these. No, no, that's not it, Tony. It's, it's not, you're not supposed to skip those days. Those are the days that you can miss and still pass the course. He told me I could miss them, you know, and so that's me too. If you if you tell me I have three excused absences, guess what I'm going to miss? Three days, three days. What if you get really sick? That's life. After your three days are that, that's expired, life. you're coming. You're coming looking bad in the boss. Say go home. Suck it up. That's <laughs> right. Brad Dolworth. Brad Dolworth just texted in and said, "I'm calling into work tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> Pastor said so. Yeah, and I'm kidding, guys. This is all for humor. But but I, I really, uh, Valley View in uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas, the school district, the first day of uh, opening season deer hunt is a holiday. Oh, yeah. The school is closed on the open. That's people that get it. <laughs> That's people that get it. So we didn't I'm talk about uh, vacation nightmares. I, I had some... Let's hear it. We're out of time, but let's hear it. Yeah, somebody no, I, texted I, I, in, are I'm we not, there yet? We don't have time for the one. <laughs> are we there, there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> uh, is there anybody at the door? So, so uh, we need to get Tracy Mails as a guest okay. on the vacation What's disasters. What's Tracy got for us? Oh, my goodness. The best vacation disaster story I've ever heard. Tracy Mails and, and Dave. Should we save that? Should I get her scheduled? Have let's let's have an interview. Because if let's we can do a vacation disasters, I I like it. I can start some off. I just didn't know we were going there. I thought we were staying positive. Should have known better. You know how frugal Dave is? She has a really good story. Anyway. Thanks, guys. Right. Love Bye, you. Bye, guys.